What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Presented by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Rideshare Rodeo. Hope you all had a great week last week. Um, good weekend, maybe. Got to do something. Um, or if you were working, that you made some money. How about that? Uh, we can go with that as well. So this week, we got a, uh, got a few stories I want to talk a little bit about. And then um, I've, I've got the CEO and founder of Curry on today to explain the platform, walk through it, and let's talk about what it is a little bit, um, and, and a little more in detail. But uh, first, I want to go through a couple things that are going on. I don't know how many of you saw, but uh, Uber um, in Canada is 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 proposing a wide gig worker benefits model similar to the one in uh, London. And it, I was looking through it. I mean, it's basically. You know, um, all the gig players would have to share data, meaning Lyft, Uber, the, the deliveries. Um, under the outline, uh, the fund would provide gig workers with cash benefits to put towards a retirement insurance, play, pay for education or dental, and health benefits not covered by Canada's universal health care. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things in here that it would go towards. Uh, so definitely on the radar here. Um and once there's a little more news, we'll talk about that a little more in detail. The other thing that I saw um, was an article in GeekWire. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but uh, there's a company in Seattle right now called Solo. And they're just getting started up. And um, what Solo does is they take your data from the platforms you work and then they tell you which platforms... I believe you're supposed to be working so that you make more money. And if you don't make the, the more money that they're saying, they'll pay that difference to you. So if you're driving, let's say just ride share, let's keep it easy. And even if you're driving all the delivery platforms and Insta and all those and whatever, and Curry and all of, let's say you're doing everything. Okay. Go puff, whatever. Um, but let's just say it's ride share right now. Let's say you're doing Uber and Lyft. From everything I understand, Solo is going to be able to take the data and look at it and say, you know, you're driving Uber too often or here or there. If you drive Lyft during that time, you're going to make more money and they can show you how much more. And if you, it doesn't, and if it doesn't play out, because they're going to, it's something about they can tell you for the next week or something. Um, I am going to try and get them on the podcast. Uh, I'm hoping that that'll be a thing that I can do here in the near future because I'm really interested to sit down and talk with them. Um, I think that that would be a really good uh, conversation. But regardless, they'll pay that difference. Um, 
I did put an article up on UberLiftDrivers.com today. Uh, that's the rideshare roundup um, for August 31st, 2021. If you guys want to grab that in there, the top article is from GeekWire, and that is the article I'm talking about in reference to here. So the other, oh my gosh, this was crazy. So I also saw that in Chicago that Lori Lightfoot, um, the Chicago mayor, they're having such a busing problem bringing people back to drive buses, public school buses, that they're, they're now looking at a model of working with Uber and Lyft to take kids to school. And it's, I got to say, guys, I know that there has to be a solution to get these kids to school, but wow. I mean, for years, not only I felt like it was one of the campaigns that both Uber and Lyft ran and actually ran it and meant it, that they don't want underage riding and this and that. That was one thing that they, you know, they didn't even want to be, like, shady around or anything. They just wanted to have that done. I used to be a a huge component. I mean, I still am, but I thought the problem was pretty much more under control these days. But, um, yeah, I mean, to do this would set everything back so far. And it would confuse so many drivers in different markets, too. Well, my cousin in Chicago is driving kids, and maybe he was even told, yeah, but I'm in place of a district school bus. But maybe the guy doesn't understand. I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like really step taking some steps back. Um, you know, why not, why not offer some of those dr- Uber and Lyft drivers the bus position through the school district at a good fee? Why not do that? Um, because I, I think that public school buses need to be public school buses. They shouldn't. These kids shouldn't be riding in Ubers and Lyfts. And we've we've seen nothing but truth to that in the past. Um, if people, if if somebody doesn't get hurt, um, then something else bad happens. But um, you know, I mean, we just don't see many times where this happens, and then everybody's fine. It's all good. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I just think that's a, a completely. Uh, awful, awful, awful idea. <laughs> um, so Lori Lightfoot, please pull the plug on that. I don't, I don't know. There's got to be another way. There just does. You have people that need a job. The sixth of September is around the corner. So no matter what they're, what kind of PUA, uh, um, the what was it, the FP PCUA, uh, most um, unemployment. If you've used up your weeks, all that around September sixth. Many are going to have the plugs pulled, and a lot of lifelines are going to be running out anyway on on even the normal unemployment. So there's just got to be another way. So the last story I wanted to touch on real quick tonight um, is, uh, as reported by CNBC Today, it's it's a report saying that Uber and Lyft drivers uh, were about 40% under their below capacity on earnings um and the companies Im- immediately jumped on this thing and started saying uh well um you know uh, we're investing millions worth of bonuses and base rates and this that and the other when really we all know that 250 million went into the campaign to bring drivers back months ago and they spent all that um they did it on those even like you know, make thirty five hundred dollars in in Tampa if you do one hundred and fifty rides in thirty days. I mean, they really just most of the campaigns they ran were just wasted money. I don't understand what's going on. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, they're reporting that they're doing all that. But there's also a quote in here that uh, is is from a um, well, it's from a driver, and I'm gonna say it. It says the companies don't really look at us as human beings, and they just consider us as pro- profits. Okay, well, first off, Uber doesn't make a profit. Um, <laughs> uh, some of their investors might, but Uber does not make a profit yet. Uh, but the person goes on to say that um, uh, that they were making around eighty five dollars in a 12-hour shift during the time being reported on when, when this article is saying that drivers were making 40% uh, below capacity. He's saying he was making about 85 per 12 hours. And Uber's website um, actually says that drivers uh, make between $22 per hour in cities like Orlando to $37 an hour in cities like New York. Um, and uh, Lyft is kind of follows that too, and they've got something up on it too. N- these numbers are not what most people are making. Again, it's a market to market thing, people. But wow, I mean, CNBC released some true data, and immediately these two companies jumped on it and used obviously some of their better markets to show data and say, "Hey, look at these five markets." You know, it'd be great if these reporters, like at CNBC, you know, could actually say like. Well, here's the data I want. I want this market, this market, and then tell them the markets they want, you know, or let one of us drivers help CNBC, you know, randomize the markets enough so we can say the ones we know aren't doing well and see what happens. Because you let Uber pick, they're going to pick their five best markets and they're going to be able to make a claim that that's the average. And um, that didn't change anybody's rate card or anything like that. Hopefully you guys all listen to the bonus episode on Friday, by the way. I uh, had a good discussion with um, uh, Kelly Coghill from Philadelphia, a rideshare driver and a delivery Instacart, um, just all around app-based, on-demand gig platform worker. And uh, it was a good, good really good uh, talk. But yeah, I, I don't know. These kind of articles, you know, it's it's like, who's this for? Because the investors know now. I mean, the investors know that that things aren't that things aren't going so great, you know, and they've had to dump all the micro mobility and autonomous and this, that, and the other. And I think that they all thought that would really kind of up it. And they're still, of course, being able to say that, well, it's still pandemic times. We're coming out of that. And I know that the driver to um, amount of passengers isn't leveled where they like it. So there's not enough drivers on almost every market in this country um, to the amount of passengers that are needing rides. But in turn, instead of like helping the leaving the fares the same and helping out the riders or even a little extra fare that somehow goes right to the drivers, uh, they're charging still 200 plus percent in many markets on Uber and Lyft rides. And, uh, the driver's just on the same old rate card, so I don't know. If you didn't listen to the bonus episode, episode 72, bonus episode on Friday, give it a listen. Um, there was some good insight there from an actual driver. Uh, five years, about 20,000 rides, I think, and that was just ride, the rideshare portion. So, Okay, guys, um, next week I'm going to dive into some news that is actually probably going to take a little bit of time. And uh, next week I also have... Uh, Chad the Gig Economist, or uh, GigTube, as he is now socially known. Um, Hopefully I plugged that right. What up, Chad? Um, 
But uh, this week, I have Matt Lafferty, the CEO and founder of Curry, on the show. And I'm going to ask him some questions about Curry, and let's see if we can get some answers and uh, get people signed up, because the pay model on Curry um, is awesome. So uh, that said, I'm going to bring on Matt. I'll be back on the other end. So I'm really excited to have Matt Lafferty here. He is the CEO and co-founder at Curry. Um, Curry is a last mile delivery service for um, construction and other delivery needs. And before we jump in here, Matt, you want to give like a a little bit of a rundown on on Curry and what it is? Yeah, we're uh, essentially the way the world delivers construction and industrial supplies. Okay. Uh, using uh, independent contractors. So I wanted to, so the, the one thing I wanted to hit on, cause as I did some research, I was curious about this. Um, it says last mile delivery and I get that for a lot of things, but it also seemed like you do a lot of, or, or have the ability to do long haul stuff like Uber freight kind of yeah, stuff. So, like, yeah, so, no, we do. We, 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 we have that ability. We have that capability. Um, I think a lot of it, a lot of it's just like what what do most of them which bucket do most of them fit into and how can we like explain that succinctly on on a website but yeah that's not outside of our our capability to do so right so it's so it's absolutely not last minute delivery i mean that's how you're you can do last or last mile delivery absolutely. i mean but you can also do much bigger yeah exactly much larger deliveries and also scheduled as well so i mean a lot of, a lot of a lot of new customers come in the door actually through that, uh, you know, I need it now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then we start getting into more like scheduled deliveries and things of that nature. So if we can handle your, uh, what we call like your oh shit deliveries uh, for the construction industry, when they need them back and forth, Mm -hmm. um, we can tend to get the scheduled ones as well because they like the service. Do you have truckers doing multi-state stuff? So I I think one, one thing that's good, it can like, uh, sort of decouple is that uh, we're mainly doing cars, pickup trucks, mm-hmm. box trucks, yep. uh, trailers. But like, I, I think Uber Freight's mostly focused on like semi trucks and things like that. And we're yeah, not yeah. really we're not we're not delving into that really. Oh, okay. I thought from the website, I thought maybe there was some semi work, but okay. We we have some like you know steak bed trucks, and we have some uh, like you know heavy hauling like trailers and things of that nature that are that are you know pulling some pretty heavy construction materials and supplies. Okay. And you guys have, you guys launched when, how long have you been around? January, 2019. Um, and so just over two and a half years now. So you got, uh, you got a good 13 months in before the pandemic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> we, 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 we did, we were doing all right. We, uh, when we, when we launched in January, 2019, we, we were just aiming towards, uh, for like who we were focused on was, uh, you know, contractors mm-hmm. after like three, three or four months in, we started to realize there's huge opportunities with the construction wholesalers and distributors, you know, suppliers, basically where all the contractors were purchasing supplies. Mm-hmm. So we started approaching them and they wanted, they wanted the services more. And actually the contractors expected uh, the delivery to be made by uh, where they're purchasing the supplies. So, yeah, but yeah, we, we, we got some good, uh, good mileage in there. I know like there's some sarcasm and they were like when we first got in right before the pandemic, but um, we, we grew all through COVID. We were growing before COVID. That was my um, next question is I, yeah. 
all these other companies, I mean, I know food delivery did good. Rideshare went in the toilet. I mean, all these other ones were doing so bad, as we know, most companies are doing bad, but it seems like you guys would have crushed it during the pandemic or at least like still had growth and really. Yeah. I mean, uh, transparently, like, I think there was like, you know, like what I, what I was calling like the great pause, um, even so all the construction wholesalers, suppliers, they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we, what do we do? What does this mean? Um, that was, that was like a period of three, like three to four weeks where they're just recalibrating, you know, like very, very old school legacy industry. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, well, how do we sell supplies? Oh, construction is essential. You know, just, it took a while to get the communication, the message of what they were allowed to do. Um, so yeah, but we, we continued to grow. I think there was like a, a slight plateau in uh, April and then May, June, July, just kept, just kept going. It's been going ever since. Right. Because I mean, as we all remember, all the stores were even empty. I mean, I know that's mm-hmm. not your thing, but that was proof that truckers and even long haul things weren't getting where they needed to go. Yep. Um, which yep. probably made the short run stuff from like warehouses even more in need because when the yeah. things did show up, it's like, we don't have any local people. Yeah. And we're able to provide all of them uh, basically an elastic fleet. Right. So like, right. if their, if their driver was out, we could, we could provide a driver truck, you know, just and handle the deliveries and, they, they could continue selling, which is what they want to do. They want to sell more. So we allow them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was one of the coolest, by the way, sorry to cut you off. But like, no, 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 go the, ahead. Go ahead. Like that was one of the, that was such a good feeling. Like such a cool feeling. Like, like all those drivers who like, you know, Uber, Lyft, no one's riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there, there's much less work. Like we're, we're still able to give people uh, yeah, a lot this, of work. And, yeah. And yeah. So we, we got a lot of drivers from that time. We still are. Um, and we'll, we'll still, we'll still get drivers from those other platforms. Cause oh, I'm, I'm, cause I actually, better. I actually just signed up. I was waiting for my, uh, with Courier to, to do some hmm. drives so I can report back on it. But I, I was waiting for my background clearance. And then I talked to Alice real quick and she said, she said, you're good. You can drive now. I said, Oh, oh okay. good. So now I'm like, I'm ready. And I'm got my app ready. I'm kind of, <laughs> do you uh, have a truck? What do you uh, got? I, I don't have, I got an SUV. Okay. All right. You know, and that's, that's kind of leading into my next question is like, I saw, you know, I'm guessing a lot of stuff is truck yes, or, uh, or van or whatever, you know, I don't know what percentage that makes up. Um, and I'm I sure can, it, I it varies it for you. Okay. Or, and I'm, but I'm sure it varies a little bit market to market too, or maybe not. Yeah, it actually does. And, and even geography and where we have like, you know, depending on where we have like customer penetration and what type of wholesaler suppliers are using us in each of those geographies. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as a whole, I would say about a third or uh, about a third are in sedan, a third are in pickup truck or box truck or pick uh, SUV pickup truck mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that category. And then the other third are like in box trucks and stake beds and trailers. So roughly people with cars. Yeah. Is it still worth it for them to sign up? Yeah. Is, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And they will get paid more than they would with. That's with what I was. And that's what I was thinking. You might, what I, I was actually talking with a couple of veteran gig workers about this and they were saying, well, you know, how am I going to make enough doing that? I'm like, well, you might, again, you might not. That's the cool thing about the gig economy. You might be able to start your day with a couple curry runs and pocket 70 bucks right out of the bat or 80 bucks because yep. I've seen a couple of the rates that come through. 
uh-huh. know, I'm, and I'm like, you might be able to do that, then move on to your other gig. Because one of the greatest things about Curry that I think is that I can turn on rideshare in the mornings and I'm going to be busy for a couple hours. I'm in Denver, pretty big city. Not yep. a lot of, a lot of people don't have cars out here. You know, a lot of people really do just rely on Ubers and public transportation and whatnot, young mm-hmm. demographic. But I can turn on um, Uber, make, you know, a little bit. You can't turn on food delivery in the day and make anything, even though food delivery has been popping. Really, all of the gig work, most of it that we talk about starts around 4 or 5 p.m. And yep. you're actually the opposite. And I was telling people, this is great because this is a day gig. We don't see day gigs come up. That's very rare. Yeah. So early morning, uh, lunch, and then there's another, there's like a major surge, like around like, depending what time zone you're in, right? Like around mm-hmm. three or four. So things start to pop. Like we have like, is that, is that like people last minute, like realizing we don't have this and we can't leave today till this is done. So you need yeah. to come bring it to us. <laughs> right. Right. So that, yeah, that, that is that, seriously. So like morning, morning ones, they're like, they're either scheduled the day before. I want all these things there before the, before the cruise there. And like, they have their list. The wholesaler supplier knows that. So like, mm-hmm. we got to get those supplies at 6am. So we have a, like, we have a bunch in the queue ready to go. A lot of them come in like, you know, on demand, which is fine. Uh, but a lot of those are scheduled because they're, they're planners and they have their things going on. And then like sometimes like towards the end, like I'll go to the end of the day. It's just, it's just like they're finishing up. They realize they need something for the next day. They're, oh, they're okay. calling in their orders to uh, the, the supply stores. And, you know, the supplier wholesalers are the ones booking the deliveries primarily. And so they start to use, uh, they start to make all those orders and then drivers get queued up. So, But when somebody does say it, like, let's say three, you're in California, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so let's say like three o'clock, three thirty in California. Some like a, a crew is noticing. Oh my gosh, we're just missing these few things, and a car could pick it up. It's not much. Let's yeah. say they yeah. don't want to send a worker because they don't want to waste that kind of money and his time and taking him off the site. They exactly. call, they they put in the order through Curry. Is it? Or do you find that those orders are picked up really quick? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very 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 quick SLAs, especially so the. Sort of reminds me of like the founding story of this when we we start we had a contractor at my co-founder's house mm-hmm. and he was doing a long-term plumbing project and the his name's Mike Buck he was doing he was going back and forth like you know once a day like an hour hour and a half you know just getting supplies and I mean just doing the math on that these they're they're losing like a month like if you extrapolate that over the course of a year they're, they're losing like a work month it's right. absolutely crazy. Um, well, not crazy. It's just what they've had to do. And now they don't, they have options, right? So they don't need to do that. They know that a supplier wholesaler can deliver those things now, especially with Curry, you know, like, Hey, they don't have to wait for their, their truck to be back from a route or something like that. They can just, Hey, just Curry it. Well, and out here in Denver, there's always construction. I mean, Mm -hmm. I live pretty close to downtown and there's always so much stuff going on. I can only imagine how many things are forgotten. Like, yeah, or, or lost, or we can't find these, or where'd this go, or or it, or it breaks, or it's the wrong, <laughs> wrong, slightly wrong part. It's just slight, and they they need to send it back, and they need a new one. Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. Like you know, they 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 sort of refer to them as like the unexpected things, but those unexpected things happen every day. That's what I was just gonna say. I was every gonna day. say you can call it unexpected, but I it, it kind of seems expected. <laughs> It is. Yeah, you, you expect to have the unexpected every single day. So we, we, we do need a new term for that. Like the, the, the known unknowns, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But there, I mean, yeah, I could talk to, that's one of my favorite parts of what I was saying. Kind of was, just, was speaking with contractors 
you know, I, I would drive to sites and just, just chat, trying to learn, you know, their like workflow. Mm-hmm. It was fun, man. Just bringing coffees and donuts and hanging out. You know, oh, where yep. are you guys going? Like, oh, we're going to the supply store. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> you know, I would even offer to go get it for him. I'm like, hey, I'll just put an order for you right now. And then like in the background, my, you know, my co-founder probably would just like drive his sprinter van to go get it, you know, or, you know, bootstrapping, right. getting things started. But we had to, like, we, like that's the thing. Like I, I drove in the beginning and my co-founder, Brian Gonzalez, he, he drove in the beginning. Yeah. We, we you, wanted to understand both sides. You have to. Well. Yeah. You have to. Let's, let's understand it. Let's really get it. And not not just be some, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Just, I, I think it's very important. Like I still I still call customers to understand what's going on. You know, I think yeah. that's super important. Is it to is. understand all all sides. I mean, yeah. I think where you I think part of what you were going at was like you take a company like Uber or something, and now they're so established that when they bring in a new CEO, you know, like they did years ago with Dara. Yep. You know, yep. it's like Darren never drove. He there's some articles out there that he did, but he didn't. He's got too much security <laughs> and too many people hate him. He didn't drive anywhere. You know, <laughs> maybe like his friends mm-hmm. as like some kind of prop or so. I don't know, but right, um, like he's a he's a pretty not liked man. So I don't know that they'd just put him out in an Uber car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would like to hear about the stats about the vehicles. Uh, like how, like how many are using cars? How many are using you? We were kind of heading that way. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it generally changes as far as numbers and geographies. Cause we're, I mean, we're, we're delivering nationwide, right? So we mm-hmm. have, and we have you're still growing. Too. So I know that things, can, yeah. this could, this could absolutely change in a month even. I don't, and, and especially in the different markets, but yeah. Yeah. And it it's also changes, which is super interesting. It, it, it changes seasonally, right. Depending on which, which vertical is going on. Like, uh, like HVAC goes really big in the, you know, summer and fall, you mm-hmm. know, late, late summer, fall. And then yeah, like, like right now. Yeah. And then, and then like HVAC will drop down a bit, you know? Um, then you come out of the frost and people need their sprinklers worked on and yeah. And then it's like, then it's and construction starts back up. Yeah. Plumbing HVAC. And it's just, it also makes sense just because there's longer hours in the day. Right. So mm-hmm. longer hours in the day, they're going to be able to work more and get more done. Um, a few, fewer holidays. I know not the UK holidays you and I were chatting about earlier, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, but it's, it's, it, it, it is about a third, like, so like about a third of our deliveries are in like a sedan sized car. And then, uh, so like, so like me in an SUV. Yeah. Yep. But what about, what about the person in the Toyota Corolla? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that works for a large portion of deliveries. Like you wouldn't believe how, like a box of nails, just something they got. I'm guessing that I'm guessing those people really are the, the three thirty four PM people that you're talking about. No, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just guessing that like the amount That's of something that somebody might need might be a might car, only, a, only a car worth later in the day, as opposed to a full order that's placed the night before. Well, now, now you make me want to like chat with our data guys and find out about that. Cause that <laughs> honestly, that actually sounds like quite, uh, could be quite truthful actually. Um, yeah, I mean, you might still have the same through. truck guys who like using curry grabbing mm-hmm. those orders, but I'm yep. saying there might be a lot more luck for a driver midday. Yeah, when those yep. sites are like, "Hey, we're missing this, that, the other." 
Man, I, w- I wish you had sent me that question before the uh, podcast. I would have I gotten you exact, uh, exact numbers, but now I'm really intrigued. Well, I'm so. guessing that it's, I'm guessing you're still at a stage where it's so market to market. I mean, I'm sure that some markets aren't really taken off yet, and I'm sure some are booming. I mean, I don't know. I've worked with some other companies who, when they start up, they just, they don't instantly pop up in every market as popular mm-hmm. as they are in some. Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting about what we're doing versus what, you know, like the, the playbook for, for like Lyft or Uber or DoorDash to launch um, because they had like a pretty much like B2C model where um, you, you don't know where someone's going to be picked up from. And you also don't know where someone's going to be going or how far. Or um, if it's even them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Totally. So there, there's all kinds of variables and, and, and factors there under that model. And also when, when you launch a new geography under that, like you need much more of a critical mass and more widespread. But with us, it, that's sort of like part of the way we've been able to expand so fast is all these geographies, man, they have the, suppliers, wholesalers, or construction supplies, industrial supplies, uh, they're typically aggregated into um, specific areas with, with each of like the NFL, we call them NFL cities, mm-hmm. um, and e- even suburbs and like outside of those areas, they're, they're typically aggregated. I mean, you'll, you'll, find, you'll find one plumbing HVAC store right next door to another plumbing HVAC store. They're so competitive. And they're also mm-hmm. very aqu- like heavy acquisition-based, and they do that on purpose, like they just like, Hey neighbor, you know, and they're selling, they're selling the same things. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, different prices, things like that. And the contractors are, are fairly loyal to each branch. Um, that's what so I was just going to say. Do you, do you ever kind of step in there at all and say, Hey, we've been working with this one that no, that's no, not you. We're, we're, agno- yeah, we're agnostic. You. Like they, they do the selling, like yeah. keep, keep doing, that's why they trust us. Like you, you do what you're doing. We want you to make more sales. Mm-hmm. Um, we allow you to make more sales because you don't, you no longer have to tell someone calling in like, Hey, I, I need this copper fitting right now. Um, and they don't have to say, sorry, I can't get you that till tomorrow. I can't get you that till the, the day after tomorrow. Cause our truck's already out. We've got to transfer from another branch. They can just say yes. They, cause they know the very next call is next door or nearby. Um, mm-hmm. and if they have it, they'll deliver it. Now, both of those, whatever store has a relationship with Curry, they can both say yes. And then they can, then they can just compete. Uh, not on delivery. They don't need to compete on delivery because they, they have us. They can just say, okay, these are our margins. These are your margins. This is what we can do. This is how fast we can get it. You know, it's just very, uh, it, it's, it's another tool in their tool belt. Sure. Put a little ace up their sleeve. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you guys, you were saying B2C. You guys are B2B. Yeah. Pretty much yeah, almost. Through through. I don't want to say exclusively. Is it exclusively? It yeah. is. <laughs> Or do you do a custom, 90. couple customers? Do you do some just? So I, so I, I the only reason I waiver is because sometimes I consider like some of the, con, some of the contractors like, now nah, it's, it's strictly B2B. Like, cause like there's, there even a contractor, they own their own business. Right. So, um, so even if you're dropping off at their house, it's still a contractor. Yeah. Cause it's, it's still, right, we're, yeah. we're picking up from, we're still, it's doing the same thing going from a supply store that has the construction supply. Mm-hmm. to the drop-off location but really like does, doesn't matter where it's p- being picked up or going from who who's ordering it who's booking it um but 98 percent of what's being booked is from wholesalers distributors suppliers uh the other two percent is from like contractors 
just because but like does it have does it have to be though no it like doesn't me, have to be like me if i wanted to do, if i wanted to do a bunch of work in my house oh yeah you could do it <laughs> i can still just as a person use yeah. curry right okay yeah you could yep. i mean like if i knew everything i wanted and i just didn't want to go spend the time at home depot looking for it well you'd have to order it online with uh home depot and then and you'd have to attach that order number uh when when you order but we're not we're not like an instacart where we right, right 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 but i mean like you still could go through their app or whatever pick out everything yeah. you needed have it ready somehow yep. assign it to you i don't know but that leads me to the fact of one thing I find really interesting because I've had everybody ask me this is I said, you know, I did an ad on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago where I said, you know, you don't have to drop, you don't have to, it's hands-free at drop-off and pickup. And I had a lot of gig workers say, wait a minute, I understand at the construction sites because they, they would be under their insurance. They're not even going to let you out of the car. I said, they were like, but you don't have to touch a thing loading it. And I said, I don't think so. As far as I've been told, you don't. <laughs> you know yeah, get, like on the yeah. yeah the trucks like the the supply store wholesaler will will put that into your vehicle or like even me with my suv it, well it, it depends if, if it's if it's something small i'm pretty sure they're yeah. gonna trust yeah. like like box <laughs> nails or or like a, a gallon of paint like right i'm sure they're gonna trust uh, oh my gosh i i wouldn't even you know let them. <laughs> it, 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 i'm just saying like like no you you you, you put that box of nails right there and, you know like <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. That sounds confrontational. Like you, like, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. within reason. Like, right. Um, obviously small, like, the big lift stuff they're going to take out for you. Yeah. A couple yeah. things. If you, if you've just got like a cart worth, you can do that. Yeah. And then they load it up for you. Yeah. But, and then at the construction site, I'm guessing because of insurance too, that they just don't even want you. Yeah, they they unload anything. it. Yeah. They they they've got a crew. They get it, and then you get your proof of delivery. That's the thing. The drivers uh, proof of delivery photo at the beginning, proof of delivery photo at at, at the end. Okay. Um, yeah, and I saw your live GPS tracking, and mm-hmm. yeah. so I was wondering if that's why you had to always keep the app on. Yeah. Yep. Live tracking. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was wondering because when I signed up, it said. And I was wondering if it was just for the banners or if it still worked. Now I'll find out because, well, I could just ask you, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have to leave it always on? Like when you're not driving and you're not going to be driving for a day and then you want to come back in a day and check? Like if, like if you want like to see if there's like uh, like notifications and things like that for possible like, work, is that what you mean? Right, yeah. But if you don't need the notifications coming down, can you just set the location to while using the app? Yes, but I don't. I don't know if you'll get. Uh, I have to check, but I don't think you'll get the notifications for delivery. No, no, you. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think. Yeah. But I. I was just asking because it burns the battery so bad to have those running in the background. Yeah. The location yeah, services. So. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I. I keep mine rolling just because I like to get like I like to know right. how the system's working and right. all that. But. Like yeah. it for me, I would wake up and and turn it on always, and do all my things with my other gig platforms if i'm in a multi-app and get them all set up start my day and then it would be running throughout the day but at night i'd probably yeah especially yeah. like once i'm going to bed because i'm not going to get up at 2 a.m to accept an order or something you know like <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> well i mean don't. sometimes i mean like you know if a good order comes through and i was up i'd take it so i mean yeah you do, i can't sleep there is a yeah there is a point to having it on all the time um but yeah, so I saw, so one thing I saw on the app before I knew I could start driving. So now it was like last Friday, I think I saw two orders that said, 
the amounts and one of them was like $46 and one of them was like 58 and they were both like five miles or six miles. So obviously to me, that looks like a lot of money for a very short drive work. What is that? I know you can't comment on these two specific, but what does that timeline usually look like? Uh, Because obviously you're having to go to the store. You're having to get to this place that is five miles because that five miles isn't a calculated everything, is it? Like going to the store, to the site. That's, that's from, that's from pickup to drop off. So, okay. So wherever you're getting the materials mm -hmm. to the drop off is going to be that distance. Right. Cause we, we couldn't, we couldn't calculate like where every single, where where all the drivers are being pinned uh, or pinged where, Uh oh, they're, they're six miles and that's, that's, that'd be a pretty complicated build from where they're at. But so what we do is just to simplify it, like uh, pick up to drop off. And then that's the mileage that, that we show uh, the driver. I, I would of course like to have it more sophisticated where it shows exactly where each individual driver is. Um, but that's just not in our wheelhouse at this point. Right. Well, but we'd like yeah. to be. I mean, on some point, you need to know where they are because of the GPS. I guess not till the order. Oh, no, we, we do. Somewhere. I'm just saying in the notifications, we're, we don't oh, right, we right, right. exactly where they are and how many miles they are from the pickup location and then, and then add it to the, the delivery information that we have when those notifications are sent out. Right. Because then the other thing that I did want to ask you is when I clicked them, I was able to click them because they were showing in the, um, I think it's deliveries. I, I can't remember if it's deliveries that shows how many you've done. Oh, requests, maybe. Maybe it was requests, right? Is that the mm. other option? Okay. So yeah. in the requests they were, and I looked at both of them, and it said any car. And then when I got in there, it said uh, truck. And, mm. I was, and I was wondering if that meant, like, SUV, too. I was it, wondering it, where, that, where that part falls. Like, you like know, is had, it SUV? If, that, if that had been available, could I have picked that up? Uh, potentially. <laughs> I, I like... I mean, would it have stopped me if it, if it, it wasn't doable? Yes, it would have stopped you if it wasn't doable. So if you pushed accept and then like they had, it could have been a situation where they didn't quite know exactly what the payload is right when the notification was sent out, but knew something was coming. Um, and then probably was updating it right afterwards. So I didn't know if like maybe truck was like a somewhat classification for SUV too. Is just, I know that, I mean, like sometimes people need a truck but I didn't mm-hmm. know if like maybe you didn't have an actual SUV and it just said truck. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially yeah. that was happening. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be grabbing all the orders I can. I got a couple other guys too, and we're going to try and, um, well, I can't, I can't wait for the feedback. Uh, well, I, I and, and you know, maybe you're the person to ask cause I asked Dallas too, and she said she'd looked into this, but, um, I asked her if uh, there was any chance of getting a few curry drivers who've been doing it for a while to come on the yeah. podcast at once. Awesome. Like three or four of them of yep. your, of your main, of your, like you're really pe- drivers that are loving it. I'll, who I'll can, do it. Who can tell us the ups and downs and you yep. know what they've encountered, what happened in the beginning. Cause that's a good story for people to hear. Okay. All right, man. You're in my notebook. I'll make it happen, <laughs> I'll make it happen um, for you. So, yeah. So no, I mean, I guess the, another thing that we really should cover is the pay rate. Um, how that breaks down. So like when I was asking about that, like how long a $58 order might take, and you're probably thinking, I have no idea because I don't know where you are to this place. And then the miles in Denver to the drop off Mm -hmm. from the place, but like a $58 type thing, like 
is there any way for you to calculate that just on the numbers on like averages? So you see that one was about five miles that came up. Is that price? Yeah. I mean, sort of like, sort of like when you're trying to motivate a driver in an area that doesn't like, we just need it, get it done. Mm -hmm. A little little bit extra price in there to like incentivize. Okay. Um, But it typically does not take that long. Like you show up, there's, you get loaded up and then away you go, you know, so drive time there, load, like, and if it's, if it's a car, it's, that's going to be very quick. Um, if it's, if it's, if it's like you're on a steak bed truck and, or, mm-hmm. and, and then getting loaded up, that that's going to take some more time. You know, that could take 20, 30 minutes. Um, but when you're in a car SUV pickup truck, it's much quicker. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying we would pay a lot more for, and, and it makes sense. Like, and the customers are willing to pay that, you know, they got a, if they got like a work crew on there and like, like a five to six people at prevailing wage, $90 an hour. So I think, yeah, we'll, we'll pay 40, 50 bucks to get that thing. Like it's, you know, sent right now. Cause we don't want to stop our workflow. Right. Yep. So you're, so you're in San Francisco. I know a company that started up around the pandemic too, called launder. Um, they don't launder money. They're a laundry company. Oh, oh thank God. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, but they kind of, they have these bag sizes and they pick them up and then they, you know, you take them home, you wash them, you bring them back and the person makes X amount. Um, they were really targeting the West coast and they're in Boise, Idaho. Like they were, even though they were going to go nationwide, they're targeting the West coast. Is that kind of what you're doing to, okay. to start out here or not at all? No, so so we're so we're in we're in Southern California. We're 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 close. We're in a you know we're Greater Los Angeles area, like okay. in Ventura County. So, um, one thing that we are doing is we're not saying no to growth or no to areas that book us. Like, I mean, there'd be no reason to do that because we we do have access to a nationwide uh, fleet of cars and vehicles mm-hmm. and trucks. Um, but we do have targeted areas that we focus from like a sales and marketing perspective. Um, and those, those make sense. Cause we know that there's, there's certain areas that are extremely robust with, with construction activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes sense to really throw more sales efforts towards those geographies. Um, but we're not just focused on a single, that, that's sort of what I was saying with like the, um, you know, when Uber and Lyft would, would launch on the, you know, trying to build up the demand side and the, the supply side before they would launch for their customers, the paying customers. Sure. Um, we're, we're able to do that much quicker because all these places are in a single area. We, we have like report cards for each of those areas and we know that we only need a certain level uh, to first launch an area. And it's, it's typically much less than you would need for models for like food with low margins oh, and, sure, sure. and transporting people. You know, it's like, it's much quicker. We know, we can motivate the drivers much faster um, and aggregate our fleet and all those geographies that are building in tandem with the demand. So, but typically like there's so much demand, we like are just trying to meet it all. So, I mean, that's why we've been growing so fast. I think that's, I liked your term about NFL cities. I know. Mm. I mean, I've never heard, I mean, I've, you know, I've never heard somebody use that term before, but I guess, so you're saying that basically that's, I'm, I'm now basing that meaning size. I'm now relating it to size of the city. Like mm-hmm. you're an NFL team, you're an NFL city, you're a big city. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so in all the NFL cities, you're kind of doing good, even on the East coast and even maybe yes. in the, in the mid, in the, you know, middle ground here. And yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we, yes. Got, we got some hot spots though. I mean, you know, California's big, Texas, huge, Florida, Pennsylvania, like they're just cranking. 
So can you can you explain the difference between the hot shot runs and the routes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot shots uh, just mean uh, I, I I need something now. It's going to go from one pickup mm-hmm. to one, to one drop off. Um, actually, mm-hmm. we we can do we can do multi stop hot shots as well. Uh, maybe there's two there's two drop offs for a single customer or different customers, mm-hmm. uh, or there's two pickups. Like maybe it's, you know general contractor that needs something at electrical electrical supplier. They need something from plumbing HVAC supplier, you know, aggregate them and straight to the drop-off. And where there's two drop-offs, they have two projects going on. Uh, a routes, mm-hmm. uh, so our routes offering is typically a scheduled truck. They want it there. The supply store wants it there five days a week, you know, every morning. Um, and it'll go on like sort of a, we can call them round robins too. Some people call them bread runs. There's all kinds of like terminology that the industry uses, but it just goes from one pickup Maybe like seven drop offs. Right. I mean, it's, it's 10. so it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a route. You have a day's route. Yeah. Yep. So do those people stay busy enough where they're, I mean, almost, and I, and I'm not going to cross this line because I prefer, I see, I love these companies coming out that allow us to be ICs, but does that turn into kind of closer to the employee model? Not that it, not that it is the employee model. I'm just saying, does it get a little closer? Like where they're pretty busy, like you've got them. Where they're, where they're working. Like, uh, I think Uber and Lyft, they call them, uh, like power users or power drivers. I, right. I forget what yeah. I mean, you would know the terminology better than master than dashers. Yeah. Ma- things like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, so yeah, we, we do have that category of, of driver who, who like, you know, they're, they're, they're putting in some hours they can, but they can, I mean, I guess what I'm really wondering, can they count on that many, a certain amount of hours once they try it a few weeks, can they then count on that? Yeah. And then typically a lot of people who will do the routes will just be doing that. And you know, maybe it's, maybe it's four hours a day, mm-hmm. maybe it's six hours a day. Some, some will get up to eight. You know, right. Which again, becomes an awesome part about the independent contractor status. So you can do that. But like, so like my, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, let's say they have off and they pick up a route. It's four hours mm-hmm. a day. They can yeah. count on that route a month later. I mean, I know you can't predict the world. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So they, they, they can count on that. They can count on that. They can count on that route as long as like our customer, you know, wants that. Like, mm-hmm. so the thing is like, they, they may, they may want that route for, a month they may want it for three weeks they may want it for just a week they may i mean they may want it for three months it just it all depends on what the customer like wants it's just just like i uh, like in you know i'm not i'm not going to order on you know whatever food app on every single day of the week even though i may do that for a week <laughs> during a season uh sure yeah. <laughs> so yeah ultimately depends on like what what the demand is for that particular route at that location some of them are long-term some of them are shorter so just to get it straight for my listeners, there is no reason at all that somebody with a car, SUV, especially those of you out there with the bigger trucks and things like that, obviously, but no reason to not sign up anyway. No, for our there's, thing, there's no reason whatsoever not to. Absolutely right, because not. the sign up process, in my opinion, was super easy. Hmm? I mean, it took, what, two minutes to three minutes maybe for me. Yep. And then I was just waiting and then yeah. now I'm good and... Yeah. And like you said, it can, it can augment, like it can augment other, you know, platforms that you're driving for. Like, you know, you're, you're the early morning person. You're definitely going to get some more notifications for, uh, you know, morning deliveries if, if you want. Uh, and then of course, in that, we're, I mean, we're busy all day to be, to be, uh, to be square, but like we do get those surges in those times of the day. So there's more, uh, so more demand. 
I can't remember if this relates to food or not, but as a rideshare driver, you need to get, it used to be, you need to get commercial insurance. And now most companies have come out with rideshare insurance, which is kind of between the pricing of commercial and what you used to pay so that you're somewhere uh-huh. in the middle, but you have the right insurance. Even when you're driving foods, you don't need the full rideshare insurance, but you're supposed to carry a little more. Does yeah. that, is that apply to you guys? Cause yeah, I, I, I don't think- for any, for any plot, there's, there's always more like you have to have a, depending on who your carrier is, some mm-hmm. depends on which, which insurance company the driver has. Uh, sometimes I've heard of like little clauses, like uh, you need extra coverage if you're doing any type of uh, any type of gig work. I think they've, they've right. Right. But you guys fall under that lower end of the umbrella of what you need, like almost like yeah, food, which, you're cause, not transporting cause, people. Exactly. Exactly. We're not, we're not transporting people. Um, which really, really helps us as a company as well. Cause mm-hmm. the, I know if you're, if you're driving someone versus something, it's a, a lot more liability. Yeah. A lot more. And actually that the insurance yeah. even for rideshare has gone way down. I'm just trying, I always try and make it clear to my listeners that you need this insurance. Like yep. don't skimp on it because we've had legal rideshare on here. They're Brian's a friend of mine over there in Chicago. Rad. Yeah. And cool. like th- those guys are really cool. I've referred a ton of people to them because they just do good things and they're good yep. people. But like, no, I mean, honestly, he has told me that like 90% of the people that come into him, not for the deactivation type stuff, but like for like an accident or whatever that call him don't have commercial insurance. And he's just like, I, you screwed. <laughs> I mean, like, right. Or, I mean, he tries and helps them, but I mean, like, you know, it's Uber only covers you on certain phase on phase three, not phase one and two. And then even phase three, they have to work with your insurance. So if they can't, there's an issue there that your that your insurance carrier can say, well, you never told us you were doing that. And they can say they're not going to help. And then Uber can Uber has an out through the TOS to say, well, then we're not helping either and leaving you with a multi-million dollar claim on you. How, 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 uh, I would love to put some, you know, resources towards that for like, a. so if you, if you can share me some links, uh, I would, mm-hmm. I would love to like make that happen or like share it with some drivers, share it with them like as, as like a, uh, I don't know, as, as an email just make sure they have all those so that, you know, I, I'd love I, to help. I mean, I did. I, one thing I can send you for sure is I can send you the episode I did with Bryant back a while mm-hmm. ago because he talks about the three phases and it's for rideshare, but it might help your yep. people anyway, because it explains how they're not just not driving for here. us. Right. So I, I would, I would love to be able to get that out to people. Right. Because you're, I'm almost sure that a huge portion of your people, especially the people not just doing trucks and just these deliveries maybe are multi-apping. You yeah. know, they're working it, it, delivery, they're working rideshare, they're doing runs for you. They're whatever. Yep. So you definitely want to, you need to break that apart. You need to make it known that, Hey, you're not working for Curry right now. (laughs) Yeah. It it also, it also, it'd also be good. Just like say they're just driving for like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, whatever, one of those. And then us, but like the other company is not letting them know, but like, I want to be able to make, I want to be able to be a resource for them. So. Right. Because a lot, I mean, you got to remember that everybody always asks me, I've been doing this a long time and everybody always asks me, well, how come I need that? Because Uber should have told me that Uber can't tell you that because then they start to say that you're an employee and that becomes a fight in court that they can use that, 
you know, that if, if Uber gives you training videos, uh-huh. you're an employee. Cause if you're a true independent contractor, you're not, Uber's not supposed to have any say in what tools you use, how you get the job done, nothing. They can suggest, here's the path we think you should take to the airport. Here's the, but you can even break off those. I mean, you can do things right. you want if you know how to avoid traffic and do your own thing. You are your own boss. And a lot of people don't get that. They're like, if I needed that insurance, I'm sure Uber would have told me. And that's what I hear from newbies all the time. Mm. And I'm always like, listen, you know, they can't tell you things. I'm telling you, get the insurance, call your insurance agent and ask them what would happen if you were doing rideshare and you got into an accident today, call them right now and ask them or call a different one. If you just don't want to call yours and ask, Hey, if I had insurance with you just normal and I got into Mm -hmm. an accident, what would happen? And wait, when you hear that story, you will then pay for the commercial insurance right then. Yep. (laughs) Because there's no way you're going to rip because that could be the rest of your life. And we've heard of Mm -hmm. Uber drivers getting sued for 2 million, none of the insurance backing them, not Uber or theirs. And now, I mean, $2 million to a gig worker, that's probably a lifetime's worth of work. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, that's just, that's devastating. Yeah. And so for that little bit of money, I think that, yeah, I mean, I'll share it with you and you can share it with your drivers or cool. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get some resources from Brian too, cause he has some good stuff up on legal cool. rideshare too. Great. Um, Thank you. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I would want to know because I mean, to me, this I I've, I keep saying this to people that like this is this is awesome because if I start off my day, I'm going to start off my day super happy if the night before I can pick up a, a load yep. at, at like 7 a.m. and I know my day is starting with a $48 delivery. Boom. Yep. I mean, that's you, a really. Did you accept that one, by the way, that you got? No, or... I, I tried to accept both, <laughs> but they were. But when I got it, they were still in the queue, but they were both taken. And it said, do you want to be on a wait list or something? Oh, okay. All right. So someone else, someone else grabbed it. All right. Yeah. So I didn't actually go for the wait list next time. Okay. I probably will because I'm guessing that they just get taken real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the- why, then there you go. That's why you always want this on because yep. yeah, <laughs> you, need the, the- you need the notification because you need to grab it if you want it. Yeah. They pay well. And then like, okay, well, we got but honestly, you know, like one. when, if, if like all the, I've been driving for almost seven years rideshare. I haven't drove since the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, some delivery, but not, not a passenger. Got um, it. it just, the, you know, the painting model needs to change a little bit. I think it's going to hear when, uh, PUA ends. Cause I, right now they have too many riders, not enough drivers. And that's something that will break their model. Okay. Um, I mean, as you were saying how they would stock cities with drivers before they really kind of populated the riders you need mm-hmm. to do that. Otherwise, if people are like summoning drivers and not getting them, they're not going to use the app. Right. So, but I think they're facing that problem right now. And their solution is to charge 250% and there's super long wait times. And because it's happening with both Uber and Lyft, it's just people are annoyed, but it's kind of acceptable. And it's, it's just weird. Right. Um, Cause the, basically there's no, there's no other option. Like this is the price and we're like, the main players are doing it. So this is the price, right? Right. But I'm one of the, but one of the craziest things for me, I have a son. And so like, I have to juggle my schedule around him all the time. So, um, if I'm going to drive in the morning and I say, I'm going to do rideshare, and I'm going to do it from seven to seven, let's say mm-hmm. or seven to six or six to six. And then I see a curry delivery come up at six thirty AM for 50 bucks. 
not only is that awesome and I want to make that 50 bucks, but I don't, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but in the, in a gig worker's mind, that is such an awesome start to your day because that puts a smile on your face the rest of the day. Cause you just knocked out 50 bucks, which could take you a couple hours mm-hmm. or two to three hours in the morning. Who knows? Yep. You know, and, and now you just knocked out that you're already at 50 bucks and now you're like, okay, now I can go out and work and you know, even right, with the one delivery. Gives you some like more, like more of a cushion, right? When you're yeah. waiting for the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, and it's cool because of what I was, the two I saw anyway, were both like a half hour apart. It was like 6.30 and 7 a.m. So, awesome. I mean, it's well, kind of like when a lot of us start, I don't know, day gigs to me are awesome because there aren't many. Yeah. Well, I can't wait till you do one, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> well, to leave will, you my cell phone with this. So you can just call me direct. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. As soon as, uh, yeah, I would love that. So, um, well, I think we covered about everything I wanted to cover for now. Uh, I really do want to get your drivers on. Um, and I would like to, I'm hoping my, my friend Ron does it too here in town. He does entrecourier.com and he does all the food delivery and writes a lot of good stuff. And he's really good at analyzing this stuff like me. So I would like to like him to do it, me to do it, analyze it, have some of your drivers on, come up with some really okay. great questions and, and really just ask them, you know, what they love about it. What, awesome. what, what were some of the learning curve things to that kind of stuff really helps the listener too. I think to hear okay. it from the drivers, you know, it's great. Well, you got um, it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find some drivers for you and you can chat with them and pick their brains and uh, talk about their experiences. All right. Well, Matt, um, I want to thank you for coming on. This was, uh, I, I'm, I'm telling people and I think they're signing up, you know, I think we're starting to see that they are signing up, but, uh, a lot of them hadn't even heard of you. You know, and it's kind of weird because I've been hearing about you for a while, but like a lot of them were like, what is it? I'm like, you know, and I'm like, it's a last mile delivery services for, cause I mean, at first it sounds like food, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Not- yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so it's- know, with, with an eye, it's a, it's a play in the word. Right. Curry or, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so they're all excited and I, I'm just, uh, I'm excited too, man. I really, I really am going to like try and jump all over this in my market for whatever I can grab. But, um, I want to thank you for coming on. I think what you guys are doing is great. I'm glad I'm being a part of it. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see where this grows to and, uh, and what Curry does. Cause it seems like you guys are already doing really good and expanding and growing and (laughs) yeah. uh, Um, quite, quite fast. I can share numbers with you next time, but yeah. But um, thank, thank you so much for having me actually. I mean, I'm just, yeah. Pleasure's all mine. I, I, I yeah. appreciate the no problem. Um, and we'll put all Matt's, all Matt's links, all the Curry links, everything up in the show notes here so that you guys can take a look and there's social links and whatnot, but their website has a lot of information too. Uh, but yeah, thanks Matt for coming on and uh, um, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was a, a good breakdown of Curry for the most part. I mean, I think we got most things covered. Um, I'm not sure if we ever got the pay rate uh, question answered, but I do have the answer. I do know that it ranges quite dynamically, but even for people with, uh, you know, trucks and or whatever, the SUVs, whatever, um, it can range from 15 to 35 an hour, uh, the way that this breaks down. So, uh, again, guys, Curry... Um, you know, the, the, you know, the, 
their their website says the standard and materials delivery you know a single platform for your hotshot scheduled daily route and freight deliveries available nationwide you know they're the only ones really doing this and uh and they're growing quite big you know um you know how curry works curry makes things simple for our drivers so when a booker makes a delivery request we match them to a driver in our fleet if you're if you're selected for a delivery, you'll get a notification that offers you the job. You'll be able to see the size of the delivery, the route, and how long it will take. Once you accept the job, you just hop in the vehicle and head to the pickup location. At the pickup location, you'll need to confirm the delivery is what was ordered through the app. Once you have the delivery loaded in your vehicle, which, by the way, you don't have to do. Remember, you don't have to load it. Um, you'll head to the drop-off location. At this point, your booker, the person who is hiring you to move the whatever you're, you're delivering, will receive uh, live tracking and notification of your progress. Once you've arrived at the drop-off location, you'll need to take a photo and a signature confirmation of the delivery. All of, again, all of the items will be unloaded from your car. Um, after that, you're done. You'll get paid for the job, and you'll be ready to take on your next, next route. So um, if you are signing up for Curry Guys, and please, please do, because I know we all sign up for all these gig jobs, and then just at least try them. Sign up. Please use the link provided in the show notes. Um, If you do that, uh, you will get some free uh, uh, Curry swag merchandise, something, um, and then maybe we'll do some kind of giveaway, too. Still working on that a little bit. Uh, But... um, but we, but something will happen for that. Um, so please use the link in there. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, why wouldn't you drive for Curry? We're all working all these different gig jobs, and I've, I've seen what they pay, which leaves me to the uh, last part of this. Um, so I'm going to, for the next probably three, four, maybe plus weeks even, be taking on as many Curry rides as I can. And I will report every week on uh, on how it's going. Um, in a few weeks, hopefully, maybe like a month, maybe maybe four to six weeks, or end of October, um, we're going to try and get uh, you know two to four or two to five different drivers uh, who have used Curry the most in different markets and in different type of vehicles to come on to the podcast at once. Let me ask them some questions, how they are earning, how it started, how it ended, um, how their experience has been, all of that. So again, guys, sign up for Curry. Do it in the show notes though, okay? Do it in the show notes and you'll be uh, registered for whatever we're doing here and you will receive some Curry uh, swag too as well as being uh, um, onboarded very quickly because... I think that unless you are going to be a route driver, um, if you're just going to be doing picking up uh, deliveries here and there, you will get approved very quickly to be able to drive. So that said, uh, that's it, man. That's it, you guys. Uh, Hope you guys have a great week and uh, do something good for each other. Um, Try and spin a little positive into the world, and we will see you back here next week on... Rodeo. Peace.